Hello there, nerds, and welcome to Go To There, 30 Rock's podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking at the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blogs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amy. And welcome to episode 72, season 4, episode 14, entitled Future Husband, originally airing March 11th, 2010. David, if you would... Please give us a quick summary slash synopsis of this episode. Continuing from last week's episode, after Liz was at the dentist's office, she finds a mysterious entry saving her phone as future husband, and she tries to figure out who it is. Meanwhile, Tracy actually gets a storyline this week as he makes a bid for the tea in his Tony and enlists Jenna as his coach to teach him how to do a show. And after rumblings of a merger that Jack seems out of the loop on, his relationship with Avery hits a bump in the road. I think my favorite part of this is the future husband slash Wesley storyline. Like, Jax is arguably the most important in terms of character development and story story development. But, I don't know, like, I'm I'm not really a big fan of corporate takeovers, mergers, things like that. To me, it's just boring. I get why people enjoy that stuff, but to me, it's just like, oh my god, I don't care. It's billionaires getting billionaire, like getting more money. I don't care about any of that. Um, But I I think I jumped the gun on thinking about this episode. So I remember Michael Sheen is in 30 Rock and he has uh, a short run on here, but I feel like I, I think the better comedic bits from him come in the next few episodes that he's in rather than this one. This this is another one of those things where the love interest is introduced and they're completely normal, but then the next episode you see them in, they're, they've already adopted this weird cartoony comedy to them. I'm not sure, like, because by the next time we see him, he's almost like a complete goofball and all of the suave and any, I mean, still likability, but any of the sort of realness to them is sort of immediately gone out the window but we'll we'll talk about that as we as we go on but like think back to like uh well floyd was still the most grounded there was nothing really about him that was out of out of nowhere but like uh dr baird he seemed like a normal guy i mean we learned almost immediately in the next episode that it was he's the his mother was actually his sister and his grandmother was his mother so there's some family thing within the whole bubble stuff of he's so handsome but he's also stupid but he can't see that people yeah. just treat him so like we're gonna get that soon with Wesley in the next couple of episodes we have him in so it's like his mother is his sister no no thankfully I, well I don't know I don't know how the English I'm breed sure. I know there in a lot of the royalty there is a lot of incest going on but well there was not, hopefully, hopefully yeah, not, not so much modern, anymore yeah not modern I mean but uh that I feel like it, I mean the, both males really so can't really incest with the males I don't know can't really incest with well, the yeah, males I mean, you can't reproduce so two males well you can incest with the males you just can't reproduce that's true, with them. that's true yeah semantics you know, what are your thoughts on future husband uh, so real quickly Michael Shannon I guess actually is American he just has an Irish name so for some reason I thought he actually was Irish anyway well, I guess yeah, he's not so good job yes poor Irish they've had it so tough for so poor long you just called Irish when they were Americans. That's well, terrible. they were called other things when they are no. Americans. <laughs> anyway, so... Uh, yeah, so I think... I mean, this was mostly a peace-moving episode, like moving the pieces for the merger, mm-hmm. as you know, as an art for the rest of the season mm-hmm. into place, for the Liz and Wesley relationship into place. So the really only 
Well, I, I was saying, I've been, I mean, really, the Tracy story isn't even a standalone. Like, it's not setting up the pieces, but it, but it is like the first step of like, you know, he's making his bid for everything in the EGOT, yeah. so it's continuing that storyline. But it feels more as a self-contained, like within the episode, as opposed to like the other storylines. Like, you know, they're setting up bigger things to come. Like, this is, I mean, obviously, Tracy's journey is upcoming, but it works just completely within the scope of this episode, and that's mm-hmm. why for me it was the most successful subplot. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, this is, so this is, like, I mean, we've mentioned in the last few episodes, this, Tracy finally has a plot, and even the plot that he has is, is the weakest in terms of storytelling. I mean, it has some, it has some gain from it because it is continuing a plot that he set up, but, mm-hmm. I mean, from my notes, that episode, was, or that whole plot was set up five episodes ago, and they haven't touched on it yeah. since, so bringing it back in, and I'm glad they don't do any sort of expository dialogue of, oh, that's right, you were trying to get... Like it's it's there, and they yeah. kind of like I'm just trying to go for my ego, the T in my ego. So like, if you've been following along, you'll understand. But uh, it's it's weird that they, this is where they pick up that storyline, but it's just kind of in the distance. It's not really memorable or poignant that much. So yeah, but I mean, he's got a storyline, so can't really complain too much about yeah. it. I mean, to me, it was the. Funniest. Yeah, no, it definitely has the most laughs. I mean, I, I, I get laughs out of the Wesley and Liz, especially like their little coffee date because yeah. it's just like it's so awkward and uncomfortable. Um, so it's like it's it's very relatable. Um, but yeah, most of the laughs are provided with Jenna and Tracy, and I mean Kenneth is trying, but I don't. There, he just he annoys me in this episode. Not so much the optimism, optimism, but the whole donkey stuff. It's just like. It's it's too cartoony for me, or it's too over the top, or I don't know. It's just is like it's and it and it repeats too much that it's just like oh my god, like I don't I don't I don't care for it. But it's so minor, it's not that big of a deal. But yeah, I don't know. I would say I, I guess like I guess at this point like it's, it seems like in a lot of episodes he kind of has that sort of arc where he just like randomly his a supporting role and sort of like not necessarily always like an in, inspiring but you know what i mean like he kind of drives the subplot while like but like lingering on the edges of it i don't know mm-hmm. i guess it ha- it's happened so often that i'm just kind of numb to it yeah numb or numb i guess just like not really noticing i don't know i guess i don't really have an opinion like it's happened so much it's just like yeah that's just, you know kind of typical supporting yeah. role and no um, no i'm finding him being supportive and being in the supporting role it's it's particularly just the donkey jokes in this that are just oh, like, okay gotcha like so like, specifically oh, no yeah like okay. i mean him being like the optimist and him being the mm-hmm. balance to liz's pessimism yeah. is totally fine and it pays off but it's like just some of his jokes are like especially the donkey you're just like that's not that's not funny and you did it three times in this episode so it's like less fun it's even somehow less funny each time so it's just like yeah just no thank you any other thoughts on future husband for we hop in let's hop in so the cold open uh we're going back to another longer one uh not too long but it basically will set up uh liz's storyline as well as jack and avery's storyline
Lemon. When you were watching me after my oral surgery, did I put a toaster waffle into my DVD player? You did. You watched it for about an hour, said Nicole Kidman should get an Oscar for it, then you turned it off. Yikes. Thanks for babysitting me. I did my best, but you were pretty far gone. You kept trying to order home massages off of Craigslist. <gasps> Good thing you were here. Hey, somebody order a massage. Oh, brother. You're too late! I already killed her! Rod. Well played, Lemon. I feel like that's one of the last few references of Craigslist in in TV because I feel like what what's the new one? What what would be the new Craigslist at this point? I guess like Reddit or Facebook stuff. Facebook Marketplace would be the new joke because yeah, I think yeah, I think that's what people use a lot now. Yeah, or I Wish know. I guess Wish might be a punching line. Punchline. I don't know. I mean, I, I know Craigslist jokes are still makes. I mean, I'm watching tons of shows that are around this time that Craigslist was still the punchline. But yeah, well, I think the dating apps have replaced yeah. all the people yeah, meeting stuff. So maybe maybe different things like Facebook Marketplace, dating apps. I mean, those are the two main things. Yeah, because Tinder, OkCupid okay, okay, might have been around this time or was just about to start. But like, yeah, the mm-hmm. dating apps hadn't been around that long. Yeah, this was yeah, this was a little bit. This is 2010. So, yeah. Well, Grindr, I don't know. Grinder might have been around, but it definitely was like a startup more than yeah. anything. My my favorite thing that I used to do with one of my bosses at one of my old jobs was we would <laughs> catfish him on Grinder. No, 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 no. We were never that mean. We would just read like the missed connections because they oh. were always. Oh, so I love. I used to love to read funny. those. Just yeah, yeah. Because like, and I'm not laughing at this person's potential. I mean, I, I, I think it was just say, like funny. Like I just thought they were yeah. interesting. Sometimes, sometimes funny, I, but I, I don't want to say laughing at this person's heartbreak, but at the same time, it's like it's a misconnection. It's not like you knew this person, so you're not really missing out on anything. But it's just like they're always like super vague. They're never descript enough that you could be like figuring it out. Like if you're the person they're trying to to meet, it's always like, yeah, you were in the sheets at 11 a.m. and you were buying this, and it's like, well. That's pretty broad. Do you want to maybe put the street that you were on, the city that you were in? Things. I mean, I mean, you can. You wave your down. index finger at me twice. If, yeah. if, <laughs> if this was you, this is you. Sit, sit, respond with what you said when I yeah. stepped Which, on your shoe. I don't know. Yeah, like I mean, I guess it's not that far off because I guess people used to do that in like newspapers. They would do misconnections. So like, yeah, it's just a very old-fashioned way of trying to make a connection. But it was just like they were. Some of them were just so bad they were funny that was just like oh like i want you to meet but man this is probably never gonna happen. i mean probably a decent portion of them were just totally fake anyway yeah maybe they're just doing it for the laughs kind yeah. of thing but yeah that was one of my favorite we would just like every week we would just go through our favorites like i guess that's the new uh what's the uh what's that reddit um am i the asshole i guess it, it's kind of like the new am i the asshole or am i the asshole is the new for me misconnections of just like oh just reading gotcha some of these people are just like, you shouldn't be posting this. Like, you you seek therapy, <laughs> relationship therapy, not necessarily mental therapy, but like, um, if you haven't had this conversation with your partner and you're going to the internet first, that's about to me. That's a sign that yeah, something's not right with your relationship. I haven't. I have to admit, I don't read that many of those. But it seems like most of the one I won't say most of the ones I see, but an not insignificant portion of those or here I am obviously not the asshole give me validation right. or, you know yeah, what I mean like, I just something that maybe isn't necessarily quote unquote polite but is like the the right or whatever thing to do is I just yeah. validation and, and, and I you gotta I mean you take them with a grain of salt regardless because one is the internet it easily could just be making it up for internet of fake course. points and also yes 
it's completely one-sided story. So they're not going to give you all the information anyway. They're going to give you just enough, like you said, to get validation and maybe just a little bit so you could sort of feel a little more empathy. But at the same time, you're not getting the full picture. And I've never seen an instance where the partner of someone being of, of the uh, who asked the question like is in on the thread later and like giving their side which i think that would be an interesting dynamic <laughs> but it would defeat the purpose but um I, th- I mean i think it would maybe solve the issue i don't know yes yeah, so, so submit a post now you have to you have to have a signed affidavit from the person giving their side of the story mm-hmm. and then we go to court and decide who is yeah. the asshole yeah uh, i could easily i could see that being like an internet show like that's actually not a bad idea yeah. you know, like you just find the two people yeah. and just have them share actually, their sides that would be a really great TV concept like mm-hmm. am I the asshole there's I mean, a situation people get their side of the story at the end the judge or whoever the audience votes or whatever uh, rules on who's the asshole court. it's just a modern day people court right but people sort of but I mean for those are like times. well I mean it's right. TV court but it's still like right it's like small things cases like this is just straight up like, like who's the asshole yeah that's such a good idea yeah I mean, the hard part would be. I'm almost like it's almost surprising to me that of getting the actual people to commit to it and be. That's true. It's easier to do on a keyboard than in person. But I mean, if some talk shows and whatever have shows something, people are not shy. There are enough people out there who are shy, right? Jerry Springer is a good example. Yeah. Anyway, uh, back to Thirty Rock. We're gonna go. No one steal this idea. We're gonna pitch it. No. Uh, Back to Thirty Rock and Jack and Avery. I guess have had another sleepover. You went running? I thought you'd left. Who else is out there this early? Almost exclusively women that look like me. If the pervert community gets wind of morning jogging, oh, God help us. Have you seen this? They keep talking about Scheinhardt selling NBC to uh, Cable Town. That's never going to happen. How could a company from Philadelphia buy a company from New York? That would be like Vietnam defeating the United States in a ground war. I don't know, Jack. My sources... Well, I'm telling you that Don Geis and I spoke about this, and that sale is dead. Look, I read his autobiography, Geist Cubes, whatever that means. It means the book is filled with cubes of knowledge. It's a good title. The principles in this book are timeless. I could open to any page. Because a woman's brain has fewer folds... Okay, hang on. Uh, the Negroid musculature... Nobody's buying anybody. Hey, where is Frank? He still hasn't rewritten the Olympic sketch about the Lindsey Vaughn who won the gold medal for skiing. <laughs> that's probably the, that's the best joke. Yeah, I was saying that that's yeah. either the best joke really up there for me where it's obviously like, I mean, I think just from the sound you could tell it's like clearly dubbed in, but like yeah. even like Tina Fey's mouth is just making like blah, blah, blah shapes with yeah. her lips. <laughs> like they could have easily cut the back of her head yeah. saying that line uh, but, they're but that wouldn't have been as funny yeah they're in on the joke making fun of like well we know we record way early before the Olympics ever happens so we'll, we'll put in a placeholder but yeah they did the added joke of her just like looking like a Muppet like not even trying to match up is, is a great joke it's mostly visual so it doesn't work here but it's a great joke Oh, Mr. Rossitano called to say he overslept and I should make up an excuse for him. So here goes. On his way to work, he found some magic beans, and because he believed in them... Ship up! Frank, Frank, Frank. What is this? Future husband? Who did you put in your address book as future husband? I have absolutely no idea. Well, whenever I find something weird in my cell phone, I can usually trace it back to the last time I was drunk. Oh my God, the dentist's office. Oh, your dentist gets drunk with you too? No, when I was under the anesthesia, I did a bunch of stuff I don't remember. (gasps) Including meeting the man of your dreams? 
Oh, Miss Lemon, it's so romantic. Just like that movie I only saw the first 10 minutes of Fatal Attraction. Liz, you have to call him. What? No, I was out of my mind on painkillers. I have zero memory of this guy. I don't know what he looks like. He could be a serial killer. He could wear a thumb ring. Miss Lemon, you're such a pessimist. You know what my motto is? Everything always works out for the best. Watch this. I just threw my wallet out the window. But I'm not worried. Why? Because everything always works out for the best. I'm sorry, how is that supposed to make me call this guy? Be an optimist, Miss Lemon. The funniest part of that is Kenneth's optimism while the literal car crashes in yeah. the back, or, or it's in the background or from the ground yeah. from him throwing his wallet out. Wallet. So, yeah. yeah, you're just left with, like, how did that... <laughs> A wallet so small is it like a bike hit it and the bike fell into the road and the car hit the person on the bike hit the bike <sighs> fun times uh, anyway we come back from the opening and we set up Tracy's storyline watch TGS this Friday on, <coughs> on... <coughs> I think we got it uh, okay good first take maybe we go one more time excuse me do you know who you're talking to? A future Tony-nominated actor. That's right. It is Tony eligibility season, and I'm going for the teeth and my EGOT. Really? You've been cast on Broadway? I'm doing a one-man show. You are? When? Tonight. Have you prepared anything? What am I, a nerd? I'm going to keep it loose, Liz Lemon. Jonathan! Jonathan, why is it so quiet in here? Why aren't the phones ringing? Is it senior executive skip day? That's usually in the spring, so we can go to an amusement park. No, sir, I don't understand. Maybe we're the last people on Earth. Maybe we are legend. You're Will Smith, and I'm the dog. Hello? Answering your own phone on the first ring? It's all hands on deck over there, huh? What do you mean? Come on, the NBC buyout. What's happening today? I'm sorry, you're calling me as a source? How are you going to explain your unnamed executive to your producer? I'll tell him it's a guy I'm having sex with. It's a 24-hour news cycle here, Jack. We really don't have time to do it right anymore. (laughs) (laughs) I like... She she, she explains away all of cable news in the last 20 years in one really quick line. Yeah, I mean, she's... She's not wrong. I mean, that is kind of the situation is you basically throw things at the wall and hope they stick and then, yeah. then find a source later on or do you just bury it yeah. and never talk about it again? That's typically the course. Yeah, yeah I think, I know, I think maybe print media still maintains higher standards about sourcing and research and whatever. I mean, not entirely, obviously, they're all the time, like, I mean, almost all the time, but sometimes they'll, like, be scoops that have to be corrected. But I feel mm-hmm. like, I, maybe since they have, I don't know, since mm-hmm. they're not constantly on literally all the time they have they're able to i don't know yeah i mean they know they're not breaking the stories necessarily anymore it's more just like yeah. sort of getting the facts whereas like news and and websites specifically are more about get the hits now well i mean but a lot of those like newspapers are connected to websites right now I'm, I'm thinking like um so like obviously like places like new york times wall street journal uh, USA Today, like, they're going to be a little bit more... Well, I'm not USA Today. <laughs> well, no, I'm saying, like, they're going to be a little but bit I, more source-related, yes. whereas, like, something, like, that's breaking, like, entertainment news. Yeah. Like, they're not going to be, like, source-heavy. They're just going to be like, we heard from a yeah. blah. Well, I mean, CNBC is business news. I mean, that's... That's true. <laughs> but, I mean, it's just, you know, I don't know. 
Yeah. Anyway, she's not wrong. She's not wrong. So, what do you want to know? Okay, I know the deal is happening today. The board's having a secret meeting. I just need a confirmation. Wait, what? No, I already told you this morning. There's no deal. Oh my god. You really don't know what's going on. They cut you out of the loop, Jack, because you're against it. No, no, I'm not out of the loop. I just can't talk about it. I I'm actually finishing up a meeting right now. Rhubarb, rhubarb, golf, prostate. I'm gonna have to call you back. Jonathan. I want you to go down into your little assistant underworld and find out where everybody is. I don't care what it takes. This is a matter of life or death. Yes, sir. But if anything should happen to me, I want you to read, oh, the places you'll go at my funeral. I'm not doing that. I mean, we're jump I'm jumping ahead here asking this, but do we figure out why he actually was left out of the loop? Because she said why, because he's against, he was against the deal. Because he was against yeah. the deal. Okay. So they want to, I mean, obviously that means, so yes, you know, the majority of them is they want to do it, so they don't want a naysayer who's going to try so to do it. So Geis and Jack were the two biggest ones against the sale. And, and then them. one of them passes away, who had the most power, and Jack's completely left out of the loop, so he has no say anyway in the vote. So, okay. Okay. I guess that's satisfying. Prince, please. Well, you're healing very nicely. You may continue to experience sensitivity for a few more days. When can I start eating hard cheeses again, Doctor? I've had this pamphlet printed up. It was expensive, but I'm really tired of discussing this with you. Huh. Dr. Kaplan, the last time I was here, I think I made a gentleman friend. But because of the anesthesia, I can't remember where or how. Well, there was another patient in the recovery room with you. And I remember, you were both laughing quite a bit. Okay, so uh, who is he? What does he look like? He has some gum recession. Four pockets on 14 and 15, but overall, very good teeth. Especially for an Englishman. Ooh, he's English? I've said too much. I really can't tell you anything about him. You know, doctor-patient confidentiality. Oh, come on. I mean, you're not really a doctor. Well, if that's how you feel, then you're not really a patient. And people who aren't patients don't get toys from the treat bucket. But there's a Batman in there! Yeah, and if you wind him up, he swims in the bath. Damn you, Kaplan! I like how he plays it totally, like, straight and flat. But it's, like, it's really, really funny. But it's, like, he's acting like it's just, like, normal for, like, a dentist to, like, have a toy box that he, like, yeah. offers to his, like, adult patients. Yeah. I mean, that's why like, and he swims in the bath. Yeah. So, this is a dumb question in ignorance. What is a hard cheese versus a soft cheese? I'm not a cheese connoisseur, so... No. Okay, well, that's a really... <laughs> but, I, well, I don't know. I, thought, but I, mean, I feel like you see at the store, I mean, you know, some cheeses have, like... Like, I guess I would consider, like, mozzarella would be a soft cheese? I mean, I, I mean pretty much most cheeses that you um refrigerate like yeah like cold cuts and stuff like that i mean, or i guess soft cheeses i don't know like i think i think it's maybe fancier cheeses that okay. are hard yeah. so if you see the story you'll see some stuff that are like the the ones that are more expensive that are the, like you know, the, the, they the look meals. yeah well i mean some of those are like if you have a husk you cut off and you eat what's inside yeah. so it's not like that i guess but i don't know i'm but again i'm okay not a cheese but you like wine so much you i do like wine. So no i like cheese but i but i don't I don't eat a lot of cheese. Yeah. So. Okay. Yeah, I've never really got that joke just because, like, I don't know. I, I, I think to me all cheeses are soft, but I know there are like, I mean, there's a variety. Like, I would say like blue cheese strikes me as a soft cheese. 
mozzarella strikes me. Yeah, I think most quote unquote normal everyday cheeses are soft. Yeah, I think yeah, the more common are probably soft. Yeah, maybe the main joke is mostly like just like continuing Liz's cheese obsession. Yeah, yeah, she's been working on her night cheese. But I mean, the the better the best part of that joke is the pamphlet is very specific in that it's hard cheeses and your root canal comma Liz. Like it's not one he had up for everybody. It's like specific. Hard cheese on the cheese and obviously like I mean hard cheese like if you eat like a lot of like hard nuts like you know where's your teeth? Yeah. Or sugars. Or sugars. Where's your teeth or your sugars? No. Smart ass. So Tracy's gotten rave reviews for his one man show on Broadway. Uh, that Jenna can't handle it and reminds him that in order for him to be a Tony-nominated actor, he must perform the exact same show eight times. So he now has a challenge. Meanwhile, back in the writer's room, Kenneth is dealing with his lost wallet the best way he can, and Liz shares the news of learning a bit more about future husband. Oh, good morning, Miss Lemon. Still haven't found your wallet, huh? No, and I realized there was a prescription in there I should have filled yesterday. It keeps me from... Don't worry, it's just a donkey spill. Well, I went to the dentist yesterday, and I actually found out a little bit about my mystery guy. And? And I now know that he is English, and he made me laugh. That's wonderful. Even if he does come from a country that's nothing more than the dried husk America came out of. So are you going to call him? And say what? That you're my future husband? I'd like to at least know what this guy looks like before I put myself out there. Then we need to find a way for you to see him through trickery. Kenneth. We all know deceit is okay if it's done for love. Like when Lot's daughters got him drunk to repopulate the world through incest. Or when Screech went to the masquerade ball in disguise so Lisa would kiss him. Um, I guess texting wasn't big at this time because when you, I mean, that's what my technique would be immediately to text someone and be like, Yeah, I guess hey, you're in my phone as so and so because there's no obligation at that point. Yeah, so well, this time to oh, 09 or 10, so I think t- maybe too many people still would have been on phones that like weren't super conducive. Like, I think yeah. that I think there was more like starting to be more smartphone like Razor or whatever. Well, it's even post Razor, but like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I mean it cats. was until probably, oh gosh, 07, 08, like, the phone that I had was, like, the way, so the way my family did it was, like, when I was a kid, was, like, my dad, like, we'd flip it out, like, we start with my dad, like, we'd go through our family, so, like, I still had, like, the, the base, like, candy bar, like, press each number three times to make, or, you know, two times yeah. to make a letter. Yeah. Um, until I was like, caught, I mean, until, gosh, I don't yeah. know. It, it would have been around, I mean, 07, 08, 09, so. I mean, it, it definitely picked up with the iPhone becoming the standard yeah. and then Android following. So this around, because most of the cast in this are using iPhones or an iPhone equivalent. So yeah, so like they probably could have finished. But I mean, that wraps yeah. the story up too. Yeah, short also. that's true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I feel like texting hadn't become the norm just yet. Blackberries, because I, I, I had a, Blackberry was like my first like adult smartphone and that would have been 2010 Yeah, but even still, I think the people using that were mostly using like emails over texting. Yeah, that's true. I have to be honest, I, I really miss that like Blackberry keyboard. Like I've never, I mean, I've adapted to like all the like, like a, like a screen, yeah. Digital, yeah, digital keyboard, but I don't know. I, I always just like that old black. It was so easy because, like, even though the buttons were tiny, like, I don't know, like, yeah. I, I was, I, I mean, it's, it's, it's yeah. so much so similar to just like doing with a normal keyboard, I guess, that like okay. I felt like I could text really fast. Like, I've never been 
a fast texture on no. No. electronic screen. I remember when I first saw the iPhone and I was hearing of like a digital keypad. I was like, ah. I felt so stupid because I was like, I don't know how any of this works. Like, how how does this how does this contract? I felt so old and out of touch. I was like, how does this even work? How does this contract? And then like actually, I was like, oh, this this makes so much sense. And I mean, obviously, there's thankfully autocorrect is there for the most part to help you out. But yeah, it's it's just become so natural now that if I had to go back to like a more traditional or not even traditional, like classic keypad, I could do it, but it. It would be an adjustment period, the same as. Could you imagine, like younger, like teenagers these days trying to having to text on like one of the old candy bar style phones? Like they, they wouldn't have <laughs> the patience for it. I mean, nice. I, I've seen like a lot of videos of like people handing their kid like a Game Boy or or something, and they're like, "What is this a phone?" Like they just they just don't know what technology is. I mean, the same. I mean, we were the of, same when we were of kids. Course, yeah. Things like it's just generations. That's just how it is. Uh, meanwhile, Liz calls the. Uh, number in her phone for future husband and does another racism. Before we get into that, does multiple the, racisms. The one thing I really don't like about this episode is the term future husband comes up a lot, and every time it makes me think of this god awful Megan Trainer song called Dear Future Husband, which is just like it's a terrible song. As a concept, it just, I don't know, it's just terrible. And every time I say future husband, it makes me think of that, and I don't like it. What are the lyrics in that song? Is it? Like, I don't. I don't even know it well enough to really say. It just make. I, I can just like. It makes me think of that title because that title is just like such a dear future husband. Like what? You just know it's gonna be a sappy like whatever. The stupid. I'm like, gonna nonsense. list off a bunch of things that I'm gonna do as a wife. Kind of song. nonsense. Yeah. Where anyway. did she go? She fed, she sort of faded off. She yeah, she had an album years. that kind of did really badly, and I don't know. She was a judge on one of those like low-end talent not low-end like it was a singing show but it was like less like not very well known it was one of those things like ran on fox for a season or two or something i can't even maybe it was called the, the one I don't know, or there's something, something about I can't even remember for sure. there's something about having a judge that is a quote-unquote music person and they only had like one or two albums it's like do you really have yeah. the knowledge i think judge? she had started as a songwriter so she was around a little bit before she had had solo yeah. hits i think but maybe. still Anyway, that I mean, didn't that show didn't last, and yeah. I, I don't know. I, I want to say she tried. She released. She's been releasing music still. I'm sure. I, she, I mean, I'm, I'm sure. Like, if I looked into it, like, oh, she's probably had consistent releasing songs and albums, but it's just out of my yeah, just not album. very successful. I don't think really since the first no. album. No. This is Wesley. This is Nurse Jamakaya from Dr. Kaplan's office. So here's the thing. You need to come in today so the doctor can check them teeth, man. Oh, is there something wrong? My checkup isn't for another week. He thinks that tooth might have some bad mojo in it, Jesse. Might you be available to come in around 1.30, me lad? You're going Irish. Okay, 1.30's fine. Cool runnings, man. Bobsled. <gasps> See, Miss Lemon, I told you. Everything... <laughs> so the one thing that like saves that scene from being like just totally ridiculous like the one last week with the three mm-hmm. guest stars is that like she kind of laughs in the end into like other doing other accents offensively like indian and irish and whatever it's kind of like she go indian? oh at the, at the very at the very end but do you want to cool runnings man bobsled no, that no? still strikes me as trying to do a Jamaican accent. Oh, it sounded Indian to me. So I say, like, then it works. It's like, it's like she's just laughing at all sorts of, like, inaccurate, stupid, like, yeah. 
non-white people basically well i guess that Irish accent is but you know what i mean just like to it's just like she's being so ridiculously offensive like the joke is on her as opposed to like oh they're doing funny voices yeah. so but i mean i don't know i've i i, I think i hope I, I don't know if there's any more but i hope there are no more uh, white people doing like batch bacon accents i don't think there are i think this is the end of it um and the more i mean i, I feel like I, I mentioned at the end of last episode even though we didn't play the end credit scene, the more I thought about it, I was like, I think this is not forgivable, but it's easier to let slide because the reveal at the very end is that Liz is still in the office, so she's watching it. I think we still argue that you could still have the three ladies saying all of that, but it's the joke is because Liz is seeing it, she's seeing the projections of her exes, so it makes sense. Right, but the problem with that was in the scene they appeared accents. before... They spoke in their normal yeah, that's true. voices, so it's like then you know what I mean. Like if they would have been speaking those way. accents, they at least it would have been consistent. That's true, but I don't know. I just, I mean, I don't know. I yeah, that's that's just low grade humor. You know, people doing accents is just like the lo- one of the lower forms of like humor to me. So I just I'm not a big fan. Like of any accents about. or accents outside of their race. Well, no, I mean just doing accents, like doing accents for humor, just like in general as a thing, is something that I've always found just kind of like pokey and never really found that funny so bobsled moving on uh so jack is uh still getting a little desperate and uh shows up to avery's workspace workplace shows up to cnbc (laughs) jack what brings you down to news hey cnbc nightly news rules go break a story williams nightly rules Avery, I have some information for you, but in exchange, I need you to do something for me. Okay, I told you last night. No. Why would you even want to braid my hair? Because it's romantic and I'm really good at it. But this is strictly professional. I saw Don Geist's schedule and you're right. There is something going on. And I know where. This is Jack Welch's address in Connecticut. Don Geist was seen last night at the Ritz-Carlton in Philadelphia. Decoys. Or he could have driven back by now. Ah, thanks for the tip. In return, here's how you're going to report it. Geis fights off buyout, keeps company intact, makes this gesture. Jack, I can't do that because this deal is happening. And if Don Geis is fighting it, you should start distancing yourself from him. Distancing myself? That man is my mentor. He taught me how to command a room with my voice. Back to work. All I'm saying is... The writing's on the wall. Do you think it was easy for me to cut ties from my old mentor, Pat O'Brien, after he shaved his mustache? So this is what you do to people. You use them, and then you throw them aside? That is not fair. This is not about us. This is about us. I came here asking you to help me. And I'm trying to help you. Being Don Geis's guy just became a liability. I spent the last 30 years trying to be that guy. Well, you're never going to be, because no one is. That world doesn't exist anymore. You're making me sound just like my mother. Someone like you couldn't possibly understand. Jack. I'm going to Connecticut. I'm going to stand by my man, which is the song that I sang to Don at his promotion dinner. Do you uh, remember who Pat O'Brien is? Yeah, was okay. it Entertainment Tonight? I was going to say or Access Hollywood, I think. Access Hollywood. But definitely one of, those one of those entertainment news shows. Yeah. yeah. yeah I think he's still around. He might have retired, but... He, he had some issue. And I grew up on this thing about alcoholism, so I, I know he left the show for like a reason I thought it was like some sort of like sexual harassment on each, but maybe it was alcoholism. Anyway, or, I don't, or maybe both. I don't know. Anyway, so I, I mean, not to linger too much on it because that scene sort of speaks for itself, but I feel like 
the Jack lashing out at Avery, especially with the, um, is this what you do? You use people and just throw them aside. Like, I mean, that feels like that comes out of nowhere because she, she hasn't said or done anything to showcase that she's using anything to build her repertoire, build her, build her professional brand. So it seems like him is, he's just lashing well, out. We have a scene, but I don't know. Like, I feel like it might be a stereotype journalist that like you use people to get information from them as a source. And then like, you've gotten the information that you know broke your story or whatever so then you move on like you're right she hasn't done she she hasn't done anything that's i mean she like, has been pushing i guess and from the start of this episode it's like do you know anything got any details yeah. but it, it's never we've never like if there was a scene where she was on a call saying like i'm talking to him i'm talking to jack now i'm trying to get the information and then we see her talking to jack then it sets up maybe there's an intrigue like ooh, she's doing this for a career but we haven't seen a scene like that, so it doesn't make sense for him to assume that she's just using him to build her career. So him lashing out isn't fully earned to me. It feels like he's just lashing out because he knows she's right and he doesn't want to admit that he's wrong kind of thing. Yeah. Well, I think when she, you know, she has her line about, like, things being, nothing's not being done that way anymore. Like, yeah. it's kind of just like a, a playing to a larger thing of, like, Jack being, like, an old school person and things right. are, like, he doesn't necessarily have, he wants to still be, you know... In power, but he doesn't isn't necessarily totally keeping grips on the way things are yeah. now or whatever. And so. even her like her, you can't be like him anymore. That doesn't that world right. doesn't exist anymore. Is her saying the idea of the executive businessman doesn't exist in 2010 anymore? That was a very 70s 80s thing. And well, it sort of still I mean, does, it still but exists, it's, but like it's tweaked. Like yeah. it's it's more modern. Things have changed. Yeah. The, projection that jack has here is very old-fashioned 50s 60s mentality yeah Yeah, he's not he's not adapting and that's what she's trying to tell him is like you need to get from the times kind of thing you can't write right you can't necessarily stick by your man like corporate culture is often everyone for themselves like make you know yeah everyone for themselves get align yourselves with who you need to but then if you don't need to align with them anymore then move on to the new ones to work with them yeah so Liz is back at the doctor's office to try and find future husband by Megan Trainer. So while Liz uh, meets him in the doctor's office, they didn't have coffee date, and it is, for lack of a better word, uncomfortable. Mine was actually an infection in the right rear molar caused by some loose bristles from an off-brand toothbrush that I had to buy over Christmas because my mom threw away my old Snoopy one. Wow, this is not interesting. I don't know what caused my root canal situation. (laughs) Well, British people have notoriously bad teeth, so... (laughs) I've never heard that. Really? You've never heard people make jokes about British teeth? None of the Brits I know have a situation with their teeth. Oh, it's just a thing people say. Like when they say older women have bread back. What's bread back? The loaf of back fat between a woman's bra and her giant underwear. No, that's not a thing. People don't say that. Not to you, no. <laughs> I think we're getting off on the wrong foot here. It's turned into a bit of a situation. You use that word too much. So, so any siblings? siblings? I feel like that is the cliche fallback if you need to make some sort of conversation yeah. and you can't think of anything. Is ask about family. Ask about, yeah. She's right though. He used situation three times yeah. in that small scene. So 
he does use that word too much yeah no i just i love that scene so much because it's so uncomfortable but it's not cringe uncomfortable it's just like relatable uncomfortable because it's like yeah i mean i definitely was in a situation like that on a date where it was just like yikes no one was having fun and uh like liz says um it, it wasn't it didn't get so bad where a waiter came over and asked um who if someone died but i remember at the end of the date they brought the check separate without asking so yikes that was very awkward it was just like there was no chemistry there was nothing to talk about like any siblings i think we probably asked things i mean like i know we asked interests like music movie mm-hmm. entertainment like that but i remember like their interests were like aligned and yes we both like movies but movies i'd never heard of and movies they had never heard of so it's just like this is awkward so it's just like it was just a really just mm, no i don't want to do that again that was awful anyway five years later five years later we're still together (laughs) just kidding yeah jk uh meanwhile uh jack makes it to connecticut and we get the second cameo of the episode in actual jack welch who is at the time president of universal nbc or nbc universal or ge president of ge yeah he he's uh, yeah yes g he's like legendary like g i think six sigma is his thing isn't it yeah like he passed away he's yes still, he, he died actually early this year okay so he passed away early this year. um yeah chairman and ceo of general electric 1981 to 2001 yeah i think we mentioned that mm-hmm. uh, back when we were recording around that time we yeah. mentioned his passing and that he was coming up in the episode so yeah um but this this is i think you mentioned it in a recent episode so he Jack introduces himself to Jack Welch, and Jack Welch goes back to him and is like, no, I don't think that's your name. And he gives him another name similar to what he did with Danny, which, by the way, Danny has not been in an episode for three now. So I know we get him back, but he's been long gone for a little while. It's kind of concerning. Mr. Welch, it's good to see you again. Please, John, call me Jack. I actually go by Jack as well. I don't think so. Well, I'd like to talk to Don. I know he's here. He is here, but he's dead. (gasps) What? He died three weeks ago. The company wanted to keep it quiet until the deal went through. So I've been hiding him in your freezer, just like we did with Hiram Shinar during the RCA deal. I know that obviously this is like comedy, but to be honest, like hiding the CEO of a company like in a freezer vault to let so no one knows they're dead so they can make a deal pass, like sounds like something that totally could have hap- maybe has happened. I don't know, like you know what yeah. I mean? Like as ridiculous as it is, like I wouldn't be surprised if something like that has happened. It's like when you hear someone criticize something so much or joke so much about something that oh, you start to believe, like, okay, there's some truth to this because they wouldn't keep talking about it. There wasn't some sort of like I mean everything like every joke has a kernel of truth yeah like there's a foundation somewhere so it may have only happened like once ever i mean maybe it's never happened but if it had it wouldn't surprise me yeah no i mean was the the biggest i guess the biggest rumor or anything like there's that walt froze himself or froze his head but that was just like right so he could come right come back yeah which i mean i mean as big as disney is elon musk could easily do that um, i wouldn't doubt that so you could see his grandchild, Ash the Third, or something. Um, 
Yeah, I don't like. I mean, it's just as big as Disney as they could easily cover that up for decades, and no one would ever actually know. But also, as many people in Disney, I feel like someone on their deathbed or in an autobiography would just, with no reason to not keep it a secret anymore, would have already told somebody. So yeah, no, that's definitely an the truth would come out. Like by this time, it, we would know. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I wouldn't put it past a, a big company to keep something, no pun intended, on ice just so they could do a business deal and make more money it's not out of the room of possibility look i know how much dawn meant to you and if you need to pass some eye water i'll be happy to go out and get you some weakness tissues no i'm not crying in front of jack welch neutron jack and i'm not giving up don geis wanted this company kept intact and these people are from philadelphia let it go john it's over jack welch actually does a pretty good job yeah, as like a not a camera person, oh, not not an actor, <laughs> yeah, not like a camera, camera person. Like, camera, like I mean, so think back. We had uh, what's his what's his nuts? Um, Mayor Bloomberg was on an episode of right. Dirty Rock for like ten seconds, and yeah. it just looked like he was so wooden. And it's like yeah. you talk for a living. How are you this bad? I think something about well, I'll say something about camera. I guess that he gives speeches on camera, but something about like. This yeah, maybe. the TV environment like maybe. makes you. But I mean, it think didn't seem to affect Jack Welch. Like he, I think he did a really good job for the thirty seconds he's on screen. But yeah, yeah. I think it probably just comes down to like if a person like acts like himself and like really just like acts like they normally would, it's fine. But if they like think that oh I'm on camera, so like I have to yeah. perform. Yeah. Being myself, that's when it like gets like a little too wooden or whatever. Because they're yeah. I don't know thinking about they're it. playing too much of a character yeah. rather than just trying to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, the um, actually I'll speak about it really quickly. Like the new, um, newish Netflix show Black AF, which is Kenny Bears, the creator of Black, which is basically Blackish filtered through Kirby enthusiasm. Anyway, Kenny Bears is—I mean, he's been a writer and showrunner, like he's never been an actor, but he—he he, this like Larry David's how he plays himself, like in the show, and it's like you can tell he's not an actor because like he—it's like that sort of thing where it's if he just would like acted like as he normally is like i mean it's not like it's all and takes place in like a writing room or whatever like it's like it's like normal acting like at home and stuff so he has to do like quote unquote real acting but it's like i don't know like it transparently like his line readings are like it sounds like someone who has no acting experience like so it comes off as kind of just awkward yeah which i mean that's interesting because i remember larry david when he started curb your enthusiasm i mean obviously he had seinfeld under his belt and he was also a writer for a long time but he seemed to take to the acting really well like yeah. there's I, and maybe it's shot a little different because it's. I'm not sure what Black AF is about. It seems like most situational oh, copy. It's extremely stuff, like, meta. Yeah. So, and I, and I guess that's Curb Your Enthusiasm yeah. is the same way. It's a very like inside look at Larry David's life. But I guess maybe it just fit more to him than Black AF. Maybe that writer just didn't take the acting that. I say some people just aren't. Some people are good. Even if they're not good actors, they're at least good like playing themselves are like playing yeah. a character that can yeah. so I mean, even, if, even if they don't also have rain you know what i mean like there's some people who right so larry david maybe i mean i don't know if he's ever played any role other than himself that he may not be good at it's just that he's good at playing that persona i mean i know he had a few guest spots or cameos yeah. on seinfeld as like background characters yeah. but even i mean that's not gonna build you i guess he's played bernie sanders on snl but he's still basically playing Larry David, David on Curb, just, just as Bernie's, yeah. Or maybe even more reserved. Yeah. Right? It's still a pretty similar character, so. Yeah. He definitely does that persona well. Yeah. 
yeah. at least if nothing else which you know which yeah, I'm. Yeah, <laughs> but doesn't work. Curfew the is still going. I feel like oh, it was yeah. supposed to be in its final season. But I oh, I don't think so. Know. I think it's one of the shows that are basically. I mean, it's been on for ten or eleven seasons, yeah. but it's not every year. It's like sometimes every two or three years. It's yeah. basically whenever he wants to do it. Yeah. I guess he just has that control. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, that's. I feel like I've watched the first season or two of that show, and it's just like it's kind of like always sunny to me, where it's just like I can only take so much. Yeah, and I just need to like a break because there's. All, most of them are all just terrible people and it's also kind of a self-indulgent show and that he's just like I've got a bunch of Hollywood friends that I can just have them on and talk to them and make them uncomfortable or make uncomfortable stories around their lives or whatever but like it's fine I mean it's it's an interesting show um, but it's, it's it's also like an inside Hollywood kind of look at a show to, or uh, not so much at a show but the actors and the cast and stuff it's just how they live their lives outside but it's not reality it's more just sitcom-esque style yeah one day i'll catch up with that i'm kind of bummed it i mean it makes sense because hbo max is launching but i just checked yesterday like all the stuff that's on amazon that's hbo related is going away on the 21st so that makes sense yeah i was like man i was watching sopranos on there but i guess that'll have to stop (laughs) so meanwhile we get uh, jenna has taken on the task of teaching tracy how to be a real actor as opposed to a improvisational slash everyday actor that Tracy generally is and of course she has trouble acting is about consistency and control got it no farting I'm gonna teach you the skills that will allow you to perform your show every night let us begin with elocution repeat after me after me no Tracy no Tracy no stop it not this part no stop it oh we gotta start over I farted to sit in solemn silence in a dull, dark dock, awaiting the sensation of a short, sharp shock. To sit in darkness in a sharp, sharp shock, in darkness and sitting in the sharp. This is stupid. This is not stupid. These are the building blocks of the craft of acting. Something I have dedicated my life to ever since my very first job as baby stuck in well, in a commercial for well guards. <clears throat> well guards, guard your well. Well. I remember that commercial. You are a fat baby. Well, maybe we're just going to have to agree to disagree on an acting process. You have no process. Acting is the discipline of being someone else at all times. I don't know. When I'm acting, I just do me and people seem to love it. Well, then I guess you don't need my help. Go out there and be yourself. Go on stage and read the damn phone book for all I care. What are you going to do, Mr. Jordan? Do you think you can repeat your performance? Your performance. So the Well Guards is obviously a nod to Baby Jessica. Do you remember Baby Jessica from the late eighties? So I not at the time, but like just from reading about it, have happened. Like I sound familiar with. Yeah, yeah. I, I, f- I remember. Like it's. I, I think I was too remember. young to really know. So I would have been two when that was happening. So I know I don't oh, remember Oh, yeah, that. I wouldn't have been. I was born in 87, so I wouldn't but, even have Yeah, so it was in 87 okay. was when it happened. Um, so it must have been something that was just rerun in the news, like as an anniversary or something, when I was a little bit older. Because I, I explicitly remember the news coverage for it. And had I couldn't remember being two and remembering all of that. But, mm-hmm. yeah, so basically she was 18 months, and she... Uh, fell into her aunt's well in her backyard uh, and got stuck for 18 hours and then they had a whole bunch of people rescue her out of the which I don't know I'm not sure how that happens 
But it's a baby. Babies kind of do a lot of weird things, I guess. I mean, they crawl around. Like, who knows how they crawl up and in and... Yeah. Somebody, you know, I don't yeah. Know. In 18 months, then, the pretty... I mean, in 18 months, I feel like you have... Babies have pretty good mobility, so... Uh, why, what's wrong? They had to amputate a toe because of gangrene due to loss of circulation yes. while she was in there. Well, better than a whole limb, I guess. She had 15 surgeries. Oh my gosh. And doesn't remember any of it. Well, I mean, what do you remember when you were 18 months? That's true, I mean... <laughs> well, well, thankfully Jenna was there to remind people to guard yeah. their wells. I have to well. admit, I never get tired of jokes that are like repeat after me and then they repeat things that obviously are intended to be repeated. It's always like so funny. And then, but especially because the one the reason why this is, I really love this is right at the end when with, with Kenneth because it's like unexpected. It's like, you know, and it's, it's, even back. it's not even And he finally does the way Jenna would have wanted. Yeah, he does a really good job. Like a very stagey. Well, I don't know good stagey, like very stage And this might sound offensive. It always reminds me of Della Reese because Della Reese has a voice like that. She has a sort oh, of deeper voice. Yeah. And like, is he is he trying to invoke Della Reese? No, I, I think he. Really I think he was just doing like a stage voice. Yeah. yeah. All right. So we're back at Thirty Rock, and we're we're uh, linking up Kenneth's story. Well, I guess Kenneth has been part of two stories. So we're finishing off Liz's story, and Kenneth gets his wallet back from an unexpected hero. Liz, do you work here? Yeah, remember at coffee you said you hadn't seen the show but you'd heard bad things? Uh-huh. What are you doing here? I'm supposed to meet Kenneth Parcell. I found his wallet. What? You must be my wallet angel. No, this is not possible. But it is. I knew my wallet would turn up, and it did. No, Kenneth, this is Wesley from the dentist's office. Oh, my goodness. This is the guy from the dentist's office. He found my wallet. <laughs> oh, I'm either very happy right now, or I'm having a pretty bad donkey spell. <laughs> okay, it'll pass. This is crazy. I guess we have to give it another shot. I guess we do. Dinner tonight? Perfect. Do you like Tex-Mex? No, I don't. See you there. At the Tex-Mex, I guess. Yeah, I guess. No uh, no location given. Well, you know, there's the only one in New York City, I'm sure. So I'm sure there's one. only one. Yeah. Uh, again, uh, this, is, this is where my brain just starts combining episodes, because, again... The Wesley we see in the next few episodes is nothing like this calm, cool, collected Wesley. He's he's very yeah. animated and cartoon like. And I remember the joke I remember most from them is they go to the movies, and she's like seltzer and Mike and Ike's at a movie, and he's like, "What would you like? Soda and popcorn?" And she's like, "Yes, that's what normal people like popcorn at the cinema." And it's just like <laughs> she's like, "Ah, oh, it's so good," but we don't get any of that energy in this so it's like yeah. it's i'm just curious like why they insist on like introducing these characters as like completely normal mm. and no real defining characteristics and then the next time you see them they're cartoon characters it's it's just so weird why yeah. they do it that way well they didn't have a good handle yet on what they wanted to do so this was just about introducing him and, and getting him that's true in, and then you know that that then the next episode when they really start building the character yeah. i mean not that not that that is an excuse for you know not good consistent writing but maybe that's you know yeah that's fair all right so we come to the finale of jack's story and he gets some good news as avery so 
she's the one that she when she says I'm here from a source, she's the she's making it up. Like, oh, of course. Giving yeah, it's a Julie's a favor. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's okay. Yeah. And apparently so many people watch her show that her word what? just makes it happen. I mean, it's there's a ticker on there, so I imagine oh, a lot it has of a ticker. Are, a lot of people with money are watching the tickers. The FCC will now investigate this large-scale multi-million dollar sale to Cable Town. And now the 5.6 billion dollar question who will take the reins of the cable giant's new acquisition? According to my sources, the clear front runner, current GE executive, Jack Donaghy. The people I'm talking to say he's the only guy out there with the programming experience, business savvy, and piercing blue eyes of a Siberian husky that the job requires. I'm told Donaghy was instrumental in making this deal happen, and I spoke to him earlier. He refused to speculate, but did say, and I'm quoting here, I'm going to celebrate by buying my lady friend that necklace she pointed out, and then cooking her a Western omelet. End quote. And then I'm going to braid your hair. By the afternoon rally, the market did finish slightly lower. Dow Jones Industrial Average down about 92 points, and that's back down by two. And the S&P 500. Okay, so I guess my other thing to this is She's put this out there with no actual source and no backup. Aren't the board of directors still in control in determining who's going to undertake this? So, like, wouldn't they? Right, be- but so, but so you have to Jack play it as. Jack know who Jack Donaghy was, so well, he's he's supposed to just be like, oh, the guy that I just met yesterday at a funeral is going to be running our new company. Like, so the way it has to play as is then her show is so much viewership and or influence that they can't. You know what I mean? Now that she's put it out there, they have to do it because it would look, it would bad, look bad if. They randomly suddenly went in a different direction. So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, you, you just have to assume that that yeah, don't think about it too yeah. much. I mean, since the phone starts ringing like repeatedly, like that, at least lends enough credence to okay, yeah. you know, obviously a lot of people watch this because they all start calling. But I mean, so. she has a lot to lose from saying that because like that's well, a huge yes. risk for her to yeah. just like. I mean, if we went on the news and was like Donald Trump's got COVID and he's gonna die tomorrow, like. With no backup, but well, if you and I who have never been on TV sure, news before did right. that, it but probably I mean, like would. If someone else, probably, okay, yeah, okay, so, but if someone with cloud does that, yes. I oh, there would be a huge scandal. Yeah. I mean, they would be fired. Yeah, but I mean, soon. but also that's the sort of thing where if you that's such a lie that like it would get debunked so quickly that's that true. there would be consequences. Like, well, this can get business deals quickly. That's true. I guess it depends. I mean, if she had said some, I mean, if she had said like Kenneth Parcell is the only, you know, I mean, like that's the sort of thing that that's that that's would be just like too ridiculous. Yeah, I guess Jack is already in the position, but since he's, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, and you have to give some leeway because it's you know because it's fiction. Like, yeah. In I mean, I don't know. Maybe in your life there are examples of people leaking thing I mean well yeah people leaking things to make things happen or sway things happens all the time like yeah. someone you know some high profile business position because of a news whatever is maybe not as likely but I mean I don't know whatever I can go with it yeah. for this no it's I mean I'm not I'm not trying to say this is bad yeah. storyline or, or anything like that but it's just like picking apart it's like I don't know if that's really how it would work but I also am not really into business politics, so maybe it might. It might really be that easy, or maybe it's not. I don't. I think know. it depends. Yeah, it's a case by case basis. All right, so we got the after we got the post credits slash credit scene coming up, where basically it's just Tracy, as Jenna says, just read a telephone book. So that's what he does. He just reads the telephone book. And I don't know if it's in alphabetical order because I don't think so. It, like in some, yeah, and... some places it is, and then it's like he'll read a few that are in ABC order, then it like kind of skips around. Yeah, so. he'll jump back to L. So maybe it was just edited out of order, but it's very weird. His 
whatever his system is, maybe, well, maybe it keeps him guessing because it would be boring to read in alphabetical order. If you're jumping around, it's a little more unpredictable. You never know where he's going to go next. He might jump to the X's and talk to the Xenus and the... The Xenus. Is there anyone you know with a last name with an X? Xavier? That, is that a last name? Uh, I think so. Probably. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. There you Did go. Did you know that, I think it's Vietnamese, Nguyen, N-G-U-Y-E-N, that is, I'm trying to remember now, but I feel like it's more common than Smith. Oh, much more. Of, of Way more. Just yeah. last name, but I remember. It's a huge percentage. Yeah, when I was looking, when I worked at a collection agency, that was a name that would pop up all the time, and because I'd never heard it, I would always just have to read it phonetically, and it was always just like Nguyen, and they're like, "That's not right," and I'm just like, "I'm sorry," but now that I've heard it, I'm like, "Oh, that is not phonetically how I would read that," but that makes sense. But yeah, it's like the most common name I think next to or before Smith in terms of last names, and it's I think so. Yeah, like if you look at Smith as a percentage of all last names, it's only a couple percent, which I mean, only a couple percent. That's still a huge percentage, but like Win is like yeah, a much it's. Double digits for I mean it's yeah it's a huge it's a huge yeah I, I I can't recall off the top of my head I just know it's it's yeah. extremely extremely yeah, now it's like one of those things like I just see it everywhere now and I'm just like oh yeah I forget it. that that yeah. name was it's, it's very widespread more than forty percent of the Vietnamese population has one as their family Jeez. name so one in three people in Vietnam that's that's bonkers oh speaking of Vietnam uh, Jack referenced earlier that we won <laughs> Vietnam even though we didn't at all. He's hiding because he's lying. He well, can't admit that America's bad. Delusional. Delusional old man. All right. Any other thoughts on uh, future husband having just re re rewatched it? Where does this stand in terms yeah. of like episode um, quality? No, I, I stand for watching the beginning. It's more of a piece of moving episode, so there's not a ton a ton in terms of yeah content. Like it's just getting things into place to direct them around to to get your last arcs mm-hmm. of the season in. So. Yeah, for me, the Tracy part is this is definitely the big comedic highlight, um, and yeah, so not super memorable. But it's less fillery, yeah. like it is, like you said, it's setting up the pieces to lead to the finale. Um, and I really like the I like the Wesley character, so I'm glad that we're hitting his his short uh, story arc, and we'll get to see him a few more times going on. I just think he he brings some fun um, to Liz's dating life, which is we haven't seen for the longest time, so. Uh, I like him in this in this short role. Uh, the Tracy stuff is funny, and it's it's fine. It's finally time that we got him back in a storyline, and he's continuing something that he set up a few episodes back. And getting more of the Elizabeth Banks character is a lot of fun too, because I think she just works so well, with Jack. That um, her being on screen is always beneficial. Although this was a little bit, I think, of a step back because it wasn't as prominent as she was in the last episode. But you. Yeah can't have a winner every time sometimes you just gotta take a break i don't want i'm tired of winners i'm gonna take a break all right well as always thank you for joining us on go today if you like what we're doing rating and reviewing all that fun stuff is going to be the best way to help us out otherwise we will see you next week in episode 73 season 4 episode 15 entitled don geis america and hope oh that's also a megan trainer song title no it's not Shut up. Anyway, that's where we remember our uh, fondly remember our friend Don Geis. Hooray! Hooray. And as well as we continue the Cable Town merger. So, David, take us out. See you next time. Clarksville, Ruben M, Clarvet, 
Yuri, Klassen, Igor, Klesterin, Robert, Klasko, Haru, Kluber, Tatiana. I'm his acting teacher. Bordney, Lorenzo, Jinlo, Martin, Rodman, Gil, Takahamo, Jessica, Demopolis, Dorothy. Lipowitz, Lauren. Like when they say older women have bread back. What's bread back? The loaf of back fat between a woman's bra and her giant underwear. No, that's not a thing. People don't say that. Not to you, no.